Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Emilio Ferrari. He's a researcher into bots at USC. This is Technotopia. In the next 60 seconds, you're going to learn how the Flatiron School can change your life. The Flatiron School will help teach you everything you need to get the job in code, data science, or design. They'll also prepare you for the jobs that don't even exist yet. Because this is a school designed to educate you in the art of change. So if you're feeling stuck, bored, or unfulfilled, Flatiron will teach you how to change things. You'll learn by making things, breaking things, and discovering how the future is being built. The results speak for themselves. Go to flatironschool.com podcast and read about our graduates' new careers, salary ranges, upcoming courses, and explore these exciting new careers. You can start building your own career in coding, data science, or digital design at one of Flatiron's local WeWork campuses. You can take courses online. Go to flatironschool.com slash podcast, read the reviews, and sign up for a free intro course. That's all we ask. Enrollment is now open. It's time to future-proof yourself and change things, fix things, make things better, starting with you. flatironschool.com slash podcast. Welcome back to Technotopia, the podcast about a better future. I'm John Biggs. Today on the show, we have Emilio Ferrara, a PhD. He's a assistant research professor at the USC Department of Computer Science. And, uh, and Emilio, welcome. This is, uh, is going to be interesting. Hey, John. Thanks yeah. for having me. Yeah. So you are working on following bots, right? Uh, building out crazy following bots as they, as they basically traverse our, uh, our brains, uh, which is pretty wild and traverse social media and traverse Twitter and traverse uh, Facebook. And you just put out an interesting new paper. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? That's right. I've been working on studying bots for six or maybe seven years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a pretty interesting new study uh, that just came out yesterday, uh, fresh off the press on the Brazilian mm-hmm. National Academy of Sciences. We looked into uh, the activity of uh, Twitter bots in the context of the Catalan referendum that occurred on October 1st last year, mm-hmm. 2017. Uh, up to this point, uh, I think that pretty much all the studies, my own and the studies that I know of, uh, thought that bots do not really have some specific strategies. Uh, in some cases, we thought that they almost act randomly. You know, they pick up news, they try to push some, uh, maybe in some case, some fake news or something like that, but they didn't have a specific goal. Uh, it turns out that's not the case. It turns out that today, uh, bots are really sophisticated. They pursue some very specific strategies. Uh, and what we discovered in this particular case, but interestingly enough, this has been corroborated already by another study that came out by another group on the same day looking at the U.S. elections, mm-hmm. uh, that the bot actually tried to persuade and influence essentially Twitter influentials, human influential users. They target them. They try to engage with them. They try to expose them to some specific contents. And they do that so successfully that eventually they manage to, you know, uh, get their attention, get the attention of Twitter influential users. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that these influential users start to engage and rebroadcast content generated by the bots. 
Okay. So we we last talked about this, and you found you found out that bots were doing good things, but I guess this time <laughs> bots are doing bad things. This is uh. So why don't are these the, these are these are specially programmed? Are they are they are they aimed by humans to a, to to uh, influence these influencers? That's our hypothesis. Uh, mm -hmm. It's of course really hard to determine what the bots are uh, supposed to do. Uh, in the mind of their creators. Mm -hmm. I think that it's uh, maybe sometimes too easy to speculate that uh, the bots are created, you know, with a specific narrative in mind. Sometimes uh, we have seen that bots pretty much uh, sought to, 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 to generate more, more or less chaos, to generate uh, confusion in the conversation. And that's, you know, that's been the case in some, in some other studies in the mm -hmm. past elections here in the United States, in France, and so on. But it turns out that now, uh, you know, uh, in high with high probability, these bots are really coded and developed with the specific goal in mind to seek for influencers' attention. Hmm. So the... So the so they 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 look for so they'll I don't know let's say I don't know a, a Kardashian or something like that they'll, <laughs> and they'll aim at the Kardashian specifically. Do they do anything else outside of that, or is it or they just pick certain influencers? Uh, they do a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. It turns out that yes, they do something like what you are suggesting at a very high level. They try to identify influencers they go a little bit beyond that they don't they you know they don't limit themselves to identifying let's say twitter users with a lot of followers but they are rather sophisticated in this in this strategy of identifying influential users they look at specific conversations they look at specific topics they look at specific discussions and they look at specific position and stances in this particular uh, political discussion so they try to identify people who have Yes, a large followership, but more in general, human users that play some central position in this network around a specific conversation, around a you know, specific political uh, issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, they successfully do so uh, to the extent that in this particular case of the uh, Spanish referendum for the uh, Catalonia autonomy, they were able to engage 100 more times than the baseline than what you would expect with the uh, influential users that were in support of Catalonia independence. So usually, uh, you know, when there is a political issue like this one, the stances are pretty polarized. In this case, we have the independentists, which are these, you know, folks that want uh, Catalonia to be independent. Mm -hmm. And then there, there are the constitutionalists that are, you know, for a united Spain. So these two groups of people, of course, don't like each other. Each other, they don't talk much uh, uh, among each other and so on. So they have, you know, they are polarized. Mm -hmm. uh, and the bots managed to actually identify the influential users in the group of independentists very well. Uh, these are folks like you know, journalists, uh, political activists, social activists, and so on, who are very you know central to that conversation in in Twitter. Uh, very strong voices uh, that supported you know the the the, the uh, arguments for. Uh, 
the independence of Catalonia, right? And uh, they they targeted, they bombarded them over the course of a couple of weeks prior to this referendum, prior to this vote, uh, to the point that eventually these these actors, these you know human users, journalists, uh, activists, and so on, actually started engaging with the bots, mm-hmm. which was totally crazy. But the most uh, surprising and in to some extent also the most concerning thing is that at some point these bots started to uh, post negative content, violent content. Uh, they started to sort of ignite this conversation. They started to uh, incite against, you know, police and uh, they started to mm-hmm. uh, try to expose these activists and these influentials uh, uh, to content that was sort of a violent, negative, inflammatory in nature. And uh, the, the, these human users, these influentials, you know, picked up this content. They started reporting about, you know, police brutality. They started to report about violence in the, in the, in, on, the, on the ground and so on. And this further so, sort of exacerbated the conversation. Oh, God. So they basically took... They basically took, uh, so they, they were fed information about things yes. happening and then they would retweet that information as if it were real or even if it wasn't real or if it was. That's, that's exactly right. They use, the bots use these human influencers sort of as a megaphone to spread mm-hmm. whatever their narrative was. In this particular case, what we found was that the narrative was in some cases sought to, to, to. Uh, ignite the conversation to exacerbate the conflict online uh, to sort of create even more chaos and even more uh, sort of violent extreme conversation about this topic. Mm-hmm. How much how much longer does this stuff work? How how much longer do 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 humans get fooled by this? Is there any solution for this sort of stuff? You know, it happens all the time. It happens over and over. It looks like to me, almost like we didn't learn anything from the you know 2016 election and all the events that surrounded uh, that that particular event on the social media uh, systems. We know that in that case specifically, trolls uh, sponsored by you know state actors, Russia and others, uh, as well as bots, uh, interfered with these. Uh, uh, with the social media discussion mm-hmm. and this keeps happening uh, it happened many many times over and over and unfortunately it seems like there is no vaccine there is no solution to that uh, at least the things that have been tried up to this point uh, that include sort of technological solutions to detect the bots to suspend these accounts and so on are being maybe effective only to some extent but overall I would say Unfortunately, pretty ineffective uh, if you look at the global picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that moving forward, uh, we really need sort of a joint solution in which you attack this problem uh, from different angles. The first one would be, of course, technology. We can develop more advanced algorithms, and that's what we do uh, as researchers, right? And there are people in Twitter, Facebook, and so on who do that as well. But you know, you need the regulations, you need policy, you need laws to make sure that the social media providers enforce uh, this particular uh, activity of uh, keeping the platforms clean. Uh, you need some sort of incentives for the platform to do that. And of course, you also need people, folks like you and I, 
to keep our eyes open and to realize that everyone is being subject to these forms of manipulation, uh, that not everything that we see online is true. Thus, mm -hmm. we need to operate a better judgment when we uh, uh, read the content that we are exposed to. Uh, we try to understand whether this is genuine, whether this is organic, or maybe we are just being, you know, subject of someone, you know, someone's influence operation. Hmm. Okay. Uh, so, is is there any hope for us in the in the long term? Do you think there's any tech like you you you're in the you're in the heart of the uh, you're in the heart of the uh, what's call it the computer science department? Is there any technical solution in the long term for this? I like to be an optimist, but on the one hand, you sort of need to face reality. This is uh, what we call uh, an adversarial game. It's, uh, uh, it's a game of cat and mouse, right? We develop better tools. Uh, we advance you know, the state of artificial intelligence and machine learning uh, in order to create more powerful, more accurate, uh, more reliable and robust algorithms to detect these uh, operations. But unfortunately, if you, if you wish, by doing so, you can also repurpose the same things that we create to make more sophisticated, more complex, and uh, uh, more, uh, you know, harder to, to catch bots uh, that escape uh, our, our defense uh, mm -hmm. more easily. Uh, so every time you push new technology uh, and every time new and more sophisticated methods and techniques in AI uh, come out, they are uh, systematically repurposed and abused. We have seen that, for example, with the phenomenon of deep fakes, mm -hmm. uh, the computer vision algorithms that uh, were created uh, based on you know, deep learning, deep neural networks were uh, initially invented you know, with good intents, but it took only a couple of mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, weeks or so uh, for people to take the same technology, uh, completely uh, revert it and pervert it in some sense, and you know abuse it and create a completely artificial sort of reality and uh, uh, fake videos that are almost indistinguishable from from reality. Yeah. So unfortunately, uh, my my realistic answer to to your question is that we need more than. Uh, just the technology, because the technology in itself can be always abused. Mm -hmm. hmm. Okay. Well, this this was a uh, this was a particularly uh, this was a particularly pessimistic uh, episode, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure you're going to come out with another piece of research that's going to find that uh, social media can be used to help uh, help kittens or something in the future, right? <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> All right. All right, Emilio, thanks for joining us again. Uh, this, is, uh, this is great stuff. Uh, I look forward to hearing about the kittens. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Technotopia is brought to you by Happy Fun Corp. Happy Fun Corp is a design-driven technology company in Brooklyn, New York, that specializes in building mobile and web applications for startups and Fortune 500 companies. Whether it's a new mobile or web application that will help people experience the Internet in a fun new way, or software that will interface with a new piece of top-secret hardware, Happy Fun Corp. is always up to the challenge. Big or small, Happy Fun Corp. loves building software and loves working with great people. Come build with them. HappyFunCorp.com Sectotopia is also sponsored by Jaywalk. 
Jaywalk is a new app that pays you to walk. You can try it out at jaywalk.me. It's created by me, John Biggs, and a few of my friends. Jaywalk.me, please check it out. 